Sky Sports Radio loves talking racing. The people, the jockeys, the horses. The gates open now. They're off and racing. Time now for Punter's Postmortem. Have a look at this. How much did this have on the field? Analysis of the weekend's racing plus your calls. Welcome to Punter's Postmortem. Yeah, good morning and welcome to Punters Postmortem on this Monday. Dave Stanley with you and looking forward to dissecting what was a, a very good weekend of racing. Lots to talk about and we want to hear as many calls from you guys today. 13.53.53 is the open line number. You can get involved or you can be texting us if you've got some questions for Dean Lester and Ron Duffersey who are our only members of the panel today. You can be getting involved and I think we've uh, had a few already text. Where's Munns? He's still on holidays, guys. He'll be back very, very soon. And not only will he be back on this program, but he'll be back on Sky Thoroughbred Central, all the shows he does. The text line, 0419 767 So if you've got any questions for our panel today, you can be you asking them. As I say, good morning to Ron Duffersey. I think that's the first time I've ever had three or four people asking when Glenn Munsey's back on <laughs> back on air, Duff. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Dave. It's uh, exciting times ahead with a, where, where we're warming into... A big autumn, and jeez, I watched that beautiful filly. She, she's a, an athlete, that written beauty, just winning a trial at Warwick Farm. She's yeah. she's exciting in her own right, there with the cruising speed that she's got. So there's another one we can add to the uh, the horses coming back shortly. And we've got this big meeting on Saturday, the English meeting. Uh, we're going to get a heap of rain tomorrow, they're saying, but then we should get a drying, a bit of a drying week after that. So. Uh, looking forward to picking up those nominations and even the acceptances tomorrow for the $2 million uh, Millennium and a $1 million sprint to see what uh, unfolds there. Yeah, it's a wonderful time, and you are quite right. Those trials at the moment are at, uh, at Warwick Farm. If you're interested in checking out any of those trials, I'll be heading to the Racing New South Wales website. Um, that's the one good thing about this time of year, and also we'll be seeing it in springtime when we see horses, the names that we're used to seeing on a Saturday, you can see just how they're finally tuning up and cameras everywhere out there this morning at the farm. Uh, Dean Lester, well, you got to see Enthar and wasn't it brilliant at uh, Caulfield? Wasn't she brilliant in that um, that uh, youngster's race? Morning, mate. Morning, uh, Dave. She certainly was, and uh, that's uh, twice we've seen her at the races, twice very good, both at 1,000 metres. Now she's just got to extend that out to 1,200 metres when it comes Blue Diamond Day and Golden Slipper Day, but she's uh, she's going very well. There's already a couple of texts here, Dino, and, and we can get into it over the next hour, but some saying her that they haven't seen a two-year-old with a stride like hers in a long, long time. Uh, what did you just make of, of watching her parade and watching her gallop through the race? Yeah, she's certainly uh, she's a monster, uh, you know, big, strong two-year-old, and she's got, uh, you know, power, you know, everywhere she needs it, and, uh, you know, she's... She's in a league of her own at, at, at the thousand meters at this stage. It'll be. I think I didn't learn a lot from Saturday. We went into Saturday knowing that she was brilliant at Randwick and she won well. Uh, she beat a field of uh, four other runners. Will she pace herself as well over twelve hundred with a with fifteen other two year olds around her? The, I would think they're the questions that uh, you only need answers. I don't think we're doubting. I don't think anyone's doubting her talent. So uh, it, that that'll be the. The query with her, whether she gets that right on the day in the big fields. Duff, you've seen both Remark and also Enthar, um, and both came into their races, respectively, their debut runs, with, with huge hype and boom. Um, who was the one you were more impressed with? I mean, you know, this isn't you locking in a tip for slippers or anything like that, so no. punters don't, don't take this as a gospel, but who was the one that you went, wow, okay, that, that, was, that was worth the hype? 
Oh no, it was um, she. She has the big wow factor about okay. her in there, and and uh, yeah, I agree a hundred percent with Dino. We we didn't learn a lot on Saturday the way that race was run and whatever, but we know she's got that beautiful cruising speed, and I think we'd learn more out of the gym crack than what we did at a second start. But because she she did relax outside the speed in the um uh, in the gym crack and just cruised and lengthened when McDonald asked her. Um, and on Saturday, you know, Zara just throttled it down and tried to uh, early and just tried to get her to relax. And, and I was interested in uh, comments um, from Dean on Saturday morning saying, well, they're fiddling with, fiddling with all the gear were on her. So whether she's come back more aggressive or not, I don't know, because she had those crossover nosebands and tight. I think she's learned tight. her own strength a bit. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So mm. I, look, I haven't got... She hasn't shown indications that she's going to tear away or do anything like that, but then I think she'd come back underneath him okay the other day. So, does she go straight into the blue diamond, or does she have another look? Have a, yeah. another look? No, that straight, was the, that was the that plan was straight in. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So, well, she's the number one seed. I'm. I'm. I'm I think we can lock her in as favourite yeah. uh, for the blue diamond, and we we'll just see what happens. Well, Dino, just with what you were saying though about um, you know you. She's got to get to a Corfu. She's already been to Corfu, but she's got to get now with a, a large field around her and also the 1200 Does that mean that the $2.10, if punters are listening to this and they're just their everyday punter, is that just playing with fire? Or do you think that at two ten, she's more than justified a price? Uh, look, she's deserved favourite. I, I sort of uh, need to, you know, assess uh, yeah. probably Saturday watching Profiteer uh, and see what he does and hopefully... As Duff said, hopefully we're not on too soft a ground, and he 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 has a you know a performance that we can line him up going forward towards a blue diamond, and and then there's the preludes. Uh, General Bow I thought was good winning the preview last week. He's he's strengthened up enormously. Uh, I mean I don't think he's as good, but he reminds me very much of Sepoy. Sepoy was a really unimpressive winner of the. Uh, Maribyrnong trial. He didn't do anything spectacular, but he came back in the autumn and then dominated. And General Bow very similarly, uh, has strengthened up a long way, and uh, I liked his win uh, at Caulfield, so he's still going to pay up for the Blue Diamond, because he'd have to be a late entry, so yeah, there's a bit to go, but uh, she's deserved favourite, 210, mm, a little bit tight for me at the moment. And Duff, from a, point, a form point of view, it must be pleasing to see that Enthar form trickling through, and now we're seeing other two-year-old races. Um, you know, we, we can watch that form line, and like uh, the Gerald Ryan horse that came through, of course, on Saturday, you can you can be following that. And you know that form's very strong. Well, we do um, because first and second run placings behind her in the um, in the gym crack, Mallory Total Babe, and they've come out and run half a second quicker than the, more than half a second quicker than the Colts on Saturday, and uh, she looked a. A really sensible two-year-old on Saturday, Mallory. I love her, the way she applies herself, relaxes, conserves energy and and gets to the line. And maybe Gerald's saying, well, maybe she's more of a, a you know, sires rather than a slipper horse. But I'm, I'm, I think she'll answer that question in her next lead-up run uh, because she, she was very good. And, and obviously we're working uh, with a soft seven there on Saturday. So, you know, it's it's hard to get uh, real excited but she was good and and the, and the Colts um, I think home affairs was a boom going into the race lovely horse obviously and um, I, I'm keen to see him back on a drier track before I assess him and he just got stranded in front a little bit too soon but like I said the figures probably weren't there with the the fillies but uh, what we're working with there is wet tracks I'm keen to see this horse that's been um, uh, the Newgate syndicate of, of 
bought into this profiteer who runs on Saturday. Mm. Um, he's going to run a short price favourite in the Millennium. He, I, I thought he was pretty sweet in his recent trial. He's uh, he, he seemed to get on the right leg and looks very well educated. Yeah, and staying with Gerald Ryan too, and I spoke with Gerald last week on HQ and mentioned, you know, look, you've got Profiteer staying with you, and he just was glowing um, in, in, in what he said about Profiteer. He's a lovely horse, hasn't missed a beat, has eaten everything we've given him, um, and just a, just a lovely horse to have in the stable and wished he was his. So, you know, when you've got a, a, a gentleman like Gerald who knows a good horse, um, giving a bit of a rap like that, uh, very excited to see Profiteer, and that English race is actually going to shape up to be quite a little, um, quite a little beauty, of course, at Randwick this year. Uh, now, Duff uh, Savatiano, what did you make of the performance? Uh, it seemed like every punter in Australia found her, which was expected. Uh, she was very well backed. Some text here saying very impressed with the run of Emeralds, considering the price and just the way the race set up, and she's in for a big campaign. Yeah, and she's a mare that. Uh will get better with racing, as is proven in her form card. So, and she probably was the one that wasn't wound up for that race. So, um, a lot of merit in the performance. Um, but a, an absolute gift it was, uh, really. Mm. Once Mizzy uh, didn't contest the lead and left it, and Bowman made sure of that, being intent early, um, it was a one-act affair. And once once Savatiano looked after herself, you know, she's she used to over-race fresh and do it a little... And doesn't didn't help herself lately. <clears throat> over the last twelve months, she's been very good, relaxing. So uh, she was just never in doubt after two hundred metres of that race, and just you know spread, had the sectionals too quick for the rest of them. Coldy's come back really well, um, as was evident in his trials. So Waitley gets to a mile at Ramwick, and uh, like you said, Emeralds will um, Emeralds will really train on off that. The others just. The, the you know star of the season flit they just couldn't uh, use any acceleration when that finals 600 meter sprint come on when it comes to doing the form on these races Dino because it was a gift for Savatiano do you give more merit to some of these horses that are finished in behind her or is it just a race that you go well that that's how that particular that, that's how that race unfolded um, and we take it on merit going wherever these horses are placed next well it was a bit of, yeah it was a procession I mean uh, it, the the winner you know, did what she had to do. Colding's come back well for the distance, and, and but then you've got the likes of Emerald Star of the Seas Flit. They ran the first, second, and fifth best last six and eight hundreds of the meeting, and second best last two hundred, third best last two hundred in Emerald Star of the Seas and Flit. So it was, you know, as Duff said, visually they didn't look like they, you know, savaged the line because it was just they were all sprinting, but they actually ran as they couldn't run any faster really. Beautiful. All right, 17 minutes asked nine. What we'll do is we're going to take a quick break here on uh, Punters Postmortem. Open line is open. So if you've got any calls for our our team of, of Duff and Dino, as I said, Glenn Munsey back in the chair next week. Uh, he'll be joining us, so we'll have uh, the, the full gang here. But uh, if you've got any calls, give us a call now after this break. Elder abuse can take many forms. Financial abuse is the most common. He said, Mum, I'll get money for you. I gave him my card. He's my son. And then I got a call from the bank manager. I never expected this from my daughter. If I don't change my will, I can't see the grandkids again. For free confidential support, call 1800 Elder Help. That's 1800 353 374. 
Summer racing steps up a gear this weekend. We've got the Expressway Stakes coming up, a wait-for-age Group 2 race. First run in 1974, the Expressway has been won by some turf legends, including Kingston Town, Luskin Star, Lonro, Tythonot... And a very, very good field indeed. And in 1996, the great Saintly. Here's Saintly. Saintly coming after Juggler. He's got to get up Saintly and another one for JB Cummings. Saintly. The Expressway Stakes, this Saturday on Sky Sports Radio. Did you know one in five Group 1 races this season have been won by Dali Syed Stars? That's one in five chances to win the Group 1 Coolmore Stud Stakes. September run driven out and the filly is going to do it again. One in five to win the Group 1 Flight Stakes. Monophilia is stretching, lunging and got up to win it. To win the Group 1 Dali Sprint Classic. Bivouac who explodes. Bivouac with a powerful display. Oh, what a spectacular win. Spring champion. She has to dig deep the filly and Monophilia claims the two Group 1s in a week. And Winterbottom. Rapley home celebrity queen elite street though it's elite street home in the winter bottom if you only buy one buy darley in 2021 you're listening to sky sports radio and punters post-mortem yeah, it's three parts nine on Sky Sports Radio. Punters post-mortem now. Uh, there's some text messages rolling here, Duff and Dino. I heard you speak about it uh, with the Big Sports Breakfast and no doubt um, over the weekend on the socials, but this imbecile uh, over in New Zealand. Have you ever seen anything like it? Uh, and just a disgrace. I mean, surely well, both of you, I know, um, couldn't believe what was coming through on, from that vision on Saturday from Trentham. It's ridiculous, and you know, I don't know what he was on that bloke, but uh, fair thing. We had, he... had to be on something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, he's well, obviously they've got to just. He's got to feel the heavy hand of the law. There's, there's, we can't have that. Like I said earlier, we, we, we've seen blokes run up the outside rail and make a gig, gig of himself, but that was a, a, a whole different league altogether, where he put you know 14 horses and 14 jockeys' lives at risk. Not only, and that's not counting his own. Uh, so it was just just a stupid thing, a stupid thing. Yeah, Dino, when you saw that footage, I mean, what did you what did you, what did you think? Yeah, well, I mean, what has come out through the socials is the different angles of it, and and then you get a real sort of appreciation of the stupidity of it even more. So, um, look, it's hard to you know. Um, make uh, sort of rules for people that are going to have their, you know, that determined to do something like that. We've seen, you know, we've we've got security guards all the way down an outside fence in the Melbourne Cup. Peter Hall got on the track and got with very close to the Mighton Cup, Melbourne Cup field that mm. uh, the year that he just ran out on the track for no reason. So it, uh, you know, if you, you know, trying to accommodate for the lunatics, uh, it's it's hard to do. Yeah, uh, just for those that are, uh, you know, wondering, uh, he was arrested, that bloke, uh, and he is due to face court uh, today, um, today yeah. in New Zealand, yeah, on Monday. It wasn't given a time, so obviously that'll be um, no doubt filtering through, so we, if we hear anything, we'll let you know, but surely he's um, he's in for a some sort of spell, you would think, something. I mean, um, not only did he put himself at danger, as you said, Duff, but to, to put those... Those other, uh, you know, riders at danger as well. Um, just yeah, just absolutely crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, go on, Duffy, say something. Yeah, Dino. Um, they were going into meltdown about this uh, yes, dead heat from the last. Um, is was there any merit in that? The, 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 was there any controversy about this this dead heat in the last in Melbourne? 
Oh, look, there was probably because a social media photo went out. And if you look at the line, the line's not vertical. Uh, so it looks, you know, like uh, defibrillate certainly won. But the technology, it'd be great if it could be shared right through all the televisions and all the things. But it, it is so defined that we can't at this state, you know, the, the you know, TVs around the, the nation can't quite get that the technology that the... Uh, that the judge has. Paul Egan is our premier. You know, he's been the main judge in Melbourne for a long time. He's a, a, you know incredible uh, young man, and uh, he took a long time and he tried all different things. What can't be seen in the vision that's been put out is that there's a little tip on the end of Hangman's nose that is definitely on the line. Um, and yeah. Uh, I thought some really high-powered racing people on Saturday night, whether they're full of drink or something, got on yeah. Twitter and totally exactly. embarrassed themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one, one of them, one of them ran. Yeah, one of them was a you know uh, that I saw was obviously you know a, a high-profile person that's been involved with running race clubs. Yes. Um, you know, like is that is it almost bringing racing into disrepute? Uh, well, I don't well, know about that. Well, you're pretty much saying that you know there's there's corruption. Well, that's the way you're leading with it. Yeah, yeah. I've learned not mean, to. Like, I've learned not to uh, question the judge's decision until you no. get every every answer to the. The thing is that situation. before correct weight was declared, the stewards saw the vision that the the judge saw. The Rider of Defibrillate saw he was the only representative there for the stable. The owners weren't there and Paddy Payne wasn't there. And the connections of Hangman saw the, the photo. Now, uh, if there was, you know, everyone's saying Defibrillate, you know, may have been the winner. Well, uh, Billy Egan didn't, after being shown the, the vision and shown that, he didn't go on with it. I mean, he had the opportunity to keep going with it. Yeah. And so did the stewards. Uh, and that's why, one, there was a delay with the photo and then there was a delay with correct weight. So uh, if all parties involved, there's no a grievance with it, um, surely that, that's where it ends. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, it's, it's, it's the ugly side of, of racing Twitter that, that rears its head sometimes now and then. And as you said, I, I don't know whether it is a bit of late night... Um, a bit of late night beverages that that contribute, but it just seems when it when it fires up like that, you just you have to turn the phone off. Now we've got a uh, caller on line one, Dave. Morning. Hey, thanks, but just before I talk what I want to talk about, I I backed defibrillate, and um, look, even though the what we saw, I, I was prepared to say it was a dead heat. I, you know, and I backed him, and you know, I'm not complaining. I think it was too close to call. I don't know how anyone could say defibrillate had won it. So, and I backed him. So. You know. Anyway, um, Duff, can I just ask you, um, Vianello, I've backed him the last two starts, and even though I've done my money, I haven't been that disappointed. Um, I want, what, what do you think about him, say, for the size or the champagne? I mean, he's bred by Teofilios, you know, who, who sired two Melbourne Cup winners. So I'm, I'm surprised that he's sort of, you don't often see Teofilio horses, you know, at this time, you know, in two-year-old races. Um, what do you think of her for the... For some of the longer races, because I think yeah. she's been getting to the line really well. What, what do you yeah. think? Yeah, she has. Um, she had the advantage of having a few residual runs under her belt against the first uppers there on Saturday, but um, I still think she has to lift as far as keep improving, and whether she's got that improvement, I don't know. But uh, she ran she the best past well. two hundred of the meeting. 
Did she? Stuff. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, there, there's some backing up your your theory, Dave, because, uh, yeah, I, I just feel uh, she did enough, uh, but she had an advantage of, of being a bit fitter than the, the, the two fillies that beat her home. Can I just um, mention one other thing? Yep. Either, no, just not... You know you're talking about that lunatic who ran on the track the other day in New Zealand? Yep. Do you boys remember... I think it was the 2004 Olympics. I can't remember. He was the Brazilian runner. He was heading for the... The stadium, it looked like he was going to win the gold medal. Do you remember when some lunatic tackled him, came out of the crowd and just tackled him? Yeah, I do vaguely remember yeah, that. Yeah, and then he, he got the bronze medal, so he two passed him, so he didn't win the gold. But this, he was uh, some Irish, and he protested at Formula One events, but he just came from nowhere and just tackled him to the ground when he, he was not far from the stadium and he was going to win the gold, and he, he ended up only winning the bronze. It was quite... I mean, I, I don't know what, what happens to these sort of people. What Do oh, they just want weird. to be famous, or is it... Yep, there's something some wrong with them. It's sort of sad, isn't it? It is. There's some weird characters in this world. Dave, you might remember. I don't know the the fellow's name, but remember the fellow that posed with the uh, English cricket team, and he posed <laughs> with with Chelsea uh, football yeah. team. He, he got in all the photos. So uh, I don't. Uh, I can't remember his name. I mean, he was. It was harmless and a little bit jocular, but uh, it just showed how close he could get to the action if if he did have malice uh, in mind. The famous one. Back in um, the 70s, Tontan and won the Doncaster. Remember, he, as he's win- yes. winning, there's a nude man running across the track? Nude on the couple. Other yeah, it was a couple. Out wide. They were in the better ground, too, yeah, out better, wide. Yeah. <laughs> it stole from that victory because everyone's picture of that horse had the photo of the, the two yes. people on the track. Yeah. Thank you very much for your call, David. Uh, now, a couple of texts here. They want to know about uh, your thoughts on Yulong Captain and Long Arm, uh, Dino, which... I tell you what, um, Yulong captain did set looked home for what half the straight. What's your phrase, Dave? A sick beat or something? That was oh, it was a sick it beat. Sick. That uh, when they settled and Yulong captain actually settled in front of Long Arm, I thought, well, three kilos less, probably a stronger stayer. Uh, surely he wins this race, and I could see Long Arm was sort of tracking him, and I'm thinking, yeah, he'll just track him and track him and track him around a good second. And then the last 50 metres, everything unravelled. It, it was a tough watch. Congratulations to the Galagotuses. Uh, they bought a nice horse with long arm. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's won two of three in Australia. He's built a really good record. Uh, I thought Yulong Captain's a really good chance of, you know, he was a horse to follow off a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I think he's an Adelaide Cup chance. So, uh, yeah, he ran well, but uh, I can't believe he got beat, yeah. <laughs> Duff, were you, were you watching any of those sort of other, apart from the main race? I know your focus are like Munns on Sydney, but did you happen to see the, the yeah, that run? Yeah, yeah, I did. I he did look the winner, didn't he? When he seemed to be holding him at bay down the straight there, but um, yeah, he might be an improver. That long arm, he's um, he was well back there on Saturday late. Uh, uh, another, I think he's only had six starts, so you know, and won yeah. four. So he's yeah, you know, for a stayer, he's got a good profile. Back to uh, the Blue Diamond here, Dino. A few texts about Dosh, who we saw win on Australia Day. What did you make of uh, the Graham Big performance? Yeah, see, Dosh is the one that might either be the one that leads up Enthaha or unravels Enthaha. She's the fast. She's the fast filly. Her figures out of that win weren't great. Um, the Colts went better. General Bow uh, in the Colts division. That was, I think, a better race. But Dosh is two from two, and uh, Graham was pretty open in saying that she was she had improvement to come. So I think she'd need to, uh, but uh, yeah, she's done a good job so far. 
All right, uh, let's jump back to Sydney. I'll uh, wind up some of these ticks. Um, Joe Pride, I mean, we mentioned it every week. Uh, brutality this time, um, out wide. Um, and then a, a few texts here, uh, Duff, about the track and how you thought Rosie will play. So I'll get a comment on yeah. brutality and, and what you thought of the track. Uh, brutality was good. He's clearly a very good wet tracker. Um, it was amazing. Three of the worst paraders all day one. Um if you think so, in the first was a lunatic in the yard, and uh, like a, it uh, was just sweating up and playing up, and it wins at thirty to one. And then you had Great House, um, the, the import, who was a, a white lather going to the, the barrier, and he won. And Brutality was just as bad as all of them, and he came out and won. So you don't see that often, um, but he was good. Um, they they rolled along up front and went pretty hard, Frosty, um, which he does. And it set it up for something to swoop late and uh, brutality on a backup and the wet track with no weight, it certainly played into his hands. The track's fantastic. Uh, we've had two meetings since the um, renovation and um, there was no bias there on Saturday. We had leaders and we had a couple of swoopers win there and obviously brutality and great house, when the speed was on, they swooped from way back in the field. So... A very, very fair track. It was soft seven. It was a dead set soft seven, uh, but it, no bias whatsoever. Let's take a break. We've got traffic. We need to find out what's happening on Sydney's roads. Is Adventure Calling? Sail into your dream Tassie road trip with the Spirit of Tasmania and bring your car for free. Book now. Visit spiritoftasmania.com.au for details. Very heavy, the M5 between Beach Road and Currajong Road, city-bound south across drive inside the eastern distributor. Bumper-to-bumper road traffic right the way through to Cleveland Street. You're on the brakes of right bridge this morning. Bumper-to-bumper that run up towards Top Pride. Seat forth over the split bridge. Busy but moving down towards that Mossman area. The BMW demonstrator event is now on, which makes a dream somehow realistic. Search BMW or visit your local dealership today. T's and C's and exclusions apply. I'm Sylvia on Sky Sports Radio. Thanks to Venue Mode, you get access to exclusive markets and offers once you walk through the door of your local tab and your app turns green. See? Oh, wait, this is radio. You can't see. Well, imagine the colour green sounds like this. For more of that sweet-sounding green colour, make a date with your local today. Tab. Long may we play. Venue mode available on the Tab app in operating Tab venues, agencies and selected race courses only. Gamble responsibly. Gambler's help. 1-800-858-858. This is Punter's Postmortem on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, 9.33 on Sky Sports for Radio. Just seeing a tweet here from Race New South Wales. Just 12 days and the country championships will begin with $150,000 qualifiers across this great state of ours. And then, of course, the $50,000 wild card before that uh, final. So it kicks off very soon. We're, we're pretty much going to be talking this uh, championships carnival and also what's happening down there in Melbourne pretty much from now, if we haven't already started. 13th of Feb is Coffs Harbour. Then we roll into Nowra on the 14th. Then you've got Wagga on the uh, 20th, Taree on the 21st, that's a Feb, Mudgee on the 28th, uh, Tamworth on March 7, Canamble March 14, and Musselbrook uh, on March 21. That final, of course, April 3rd, Royal Ramwick. Um, and that's just the country championships, of course, provincial championships also in and around those dates. Now, we've got a caller. Uh, I think we've got Kurt on the line. Morning, Kurt. G'day, Dave, Ronnie, Dino. How are you, boys? Very good, G'day, mate. Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Good on you, boys. Hey, uh, Dino, Dosh, uh, after Dosh's win, the only horse that went down in the market when I checked after the race was um, Nice For What 
from 15 and 320 to 8 and 250. So the the framers know a little bit. They're not they're not all dumb, are they? No, no, no. Uh, who nice for what? Nice for in what the, in the millennium? Kieran yeah, Mar yeah, debut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. No, that's that's fair enough. Were you on track, Dino? Because I was just wanted a view from someone that would have seen him in the flesh, as opposed to no, on the we're screen. not allowed on track yet, Kurt. And the media, you're allowed to go on the public, but you know, if you're a member of the media, you can't go. So really, we must all have COVID. So mm. I thought you guys had strict provisions like um, subscribers uh, and that. Uh, the, no, there's one one journalist from each publication and the television arm, but uh, the radio arm is. Strictly the race caller. Yeah, and a mate, the, a mate of mine that works for one of the major stables down there, Tommy. As from today, <clears throat> excuse me. There's different um, uh, restrictions being lifted today. Are they are they good restrictions being lifted? Oh, their window dressing. Um, an owner can't come into a mounting yard, but a trainer can go out into the public. So uh, obviously, co- only COVID obviously goes north south, not south north. So it's uh, bizarre. That's basically what you have at the moment, isn't it? No, they haven't been able to, you know, there's been a bubble for the participants, but now the participants can go out into the public, but the public or an owner can't come into the restricted area. But the the trainer can go out and back. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I gotcha, I gotcha. Hey, Dino, can I ask you, just over the years listening to the show, I've heard you mention a few times uh, Simon Miller's a mate of yours, is that correct? Yes, yeah, look, there's a horse that I love in his stable, Brave Angel. Now, she, I think, has only won yep. one race, but yep. if I don't know if you took notice of the champion Phillies Stage 3 at the end of last year. Yep. Mate, what a run. So you know the horse, Dean? I know her well, yep. Yeah, can you tell me if... Um, look, I've got an opinion of her. I don't know if he does because, you know, hardly get any media from WA over here. And if there's any chance of her coming over here, the Eastern No, she'll, pro- she'll probably be aimed at the WA Oaks and then the Derby over there. So, But certainly the Oaks she'll be aimed at. Um, the- I've got one little niggle on her that she's a good filly. Uh, I think she might be better on softer ground, so maybe in time she will come over here. But uh, you know, one, one of her best runs was on a little bit softer ground. And does he have an opinion, Dino? Do you know? Very, very good opinion. That's why oh. he put her away after the champion fillies and aim up at the or the. She ran in the guineas, sorry, and then put her away and get ready for the Oaks. Yeah, yeah. And Dino, just three quick ones that horses that I I can't wait to see them run again. One I saw after debut and it caned him again. It come out the other week. It's our time for Danny O'Brien. Um, the other hey, these these are horses. Horse. If I'm asking yep. if we're going to see him in you know black type races, Dean. The other one only won a maiden, Dino. Um, Sinor Toba in the autumn, yep. autumn in the what's the name colours for Chris Waller? Yes. And the other one, Butter Chicken, Dean. So those three. Uh, so the first one, it's our time, is fit and going, and yeah, he could be. If the right stakes race came along, wouldn't be surprised if he comes up in the nominations for the autumn stakes on Saturday over fourteen hundred. Oh. Uh, he's yeah, he's going really well. He, he's, he's won both races over out of uh, you know difficulty. Uh, I don't know where Senor Toba's going, but wherever he goes, you'd probably want to be with him. And Butter Chicken, she I thought was a little bit flattered at her first run, but she really impressed me at her second run. So yeah, I'd be I'd be following her. She was a 
very high priced uh, about eight hundred thousand dollars Sava bill yielding, I think. So I'd reckon that uh, she'll be aimed up at the. I'd say the Australasian Oaks in Adelaide, but uh, you never know. She might go to Sydney in time. So she's Beautiful. yeah, she's a nice filly. Thanks for your call, Kurt. Uh, now, uh, De- um, I was going to say Dino, but uh, Duff, uh, great house, who you had the pleasure of watching, of course, in this uh, 10 furlong race in Sydney on Saturday. Um, it, was a, it was a weirdly sort of run race because we saw the Waterhouse bot uh, go for home early, uh, the toppy, but this this could be a serious stayer in the making. Well, he's got the he, he's here at the right time. He's with the you know just out of maiden class. So Chris has got a bit to work with him. He's got pedigree, and obviously he'll handle it wet and dry. And and what well, probably was put on for him. They walked home there. They uh, they were out in their feet, but he was still very very good. Um, he he's um, work in progress. I don't know how far he's going to go this preparation, but it's pretty. I'd say it'd be a pretty high ceiling on him as far as his future is concerned. I. I think he's um, one of the nicer horses to run around there on Saturday, you know, that, that'll charge through and win a lot of races and could even get to the top level of the stayers. Um, whether that's going to be this autumn, um, you know, for a Sydney Cup, or maybe it might be something, you know, little pickings around in the spring for him. I'm, I don't know what Chris is thinking, but he's certainly got a lot of upside. Uh, what about uh, the two-year-old? Uh, a couple of ticks here in relation to Gerald Ryan's runner, uh, which we half sort of touched on. Uh, Mallory, what did you make of the win? Yep, it's obviously strong. Um, she's a good filly. Uh, she's got a great attitude. Lovely racing style. I know it was a good ride, but uh, um, the figures are there for the for the race and the filly in general. She's um, she's franked that gym crack form with Mthar, and uh, yeah, the, the Gerald sort of hasn't declared that she's a, a you know a slipper I'm sure they want a runner in the slipper he seems to think more like a size 1400 meter type of filly but if she can still show sprint like that at you know 1100 1200 next time uh, she the, she could well be cooking with gas because she's she's got that good little attitude that'll take her a long way and she's performed well on wet and dry now all right, there's another text here, and I'll, it's for both of you. Morning, guys. Dave, can you ask Ron, Ron about uh, Waller's two-year-old um, Zara Stro? Is that uh, how we pronounce it? Uh, for the slipper. And Dean about Bel Toro for the Australian Guineas. So, uh, um, who wants to go for You go first, Dino. I've backed Zara Stro for the slipper, so I'm... Right. Uh, he trialled behind Profiteer last week. Uh I thought he went sensationally. So uh, he had that one run behind Paul Ely back in the summer, um, a couple of months ago. Uh, no, he's one I really like. Yeah, he, he's got a little bit, a bit of interest about him. And like I said, he did trial, I think it was behind Profiteer, wasn't it, the other day? Yep, it was. And yep. um, he's got nice pedigree about him. So, yep, uh, who knows? We could have a few of these sleepers coming through. Uh, from a run earlier in the year, and uh, they can improve, and especially Chris's horses. So he's uh, he's an interesting mm. horse. The what other one, the other uh, one? To, yeah. uh, Bel Toro in the Australian Guineas from this text. Um, I'm just trying Bel to, uh, Toro for the Australian Guineas. Yeah. Just on, um, or go go do now. Yep. Uh, no, no, you go, Dave. I'm just I'm just well, looking up where there's it's... There's uh, another text here, and again, no name on this. Guys, put your names on these texts. Um, it's always good yep. to give you a shout-out. But uh, there's another horse... Uh, can you ask the guys about a horse called Safe? Now, look, it might not be pronounced this way. S-A-I-F. 
which is one of Michael Wayne and John Hawkes's Pride of Dubai. It says here, is it is it in Melbourne at the moment? And yes. wanting to know what they thought. They saw a jump out or something and said it went impressive. Yes. Um, he's my other little speak. Someone's been checking my account. I think <laughs> <laughs> you've been hacked. <laughs> yes. Have you backed uh, it, Have you backed both these horses? I've backed both of them for the slipper. That's unbelievable. I've only had two bets for the slipper. Um, he <laughs> he jumped out uh, recently. Um, I'm trying to think who he jumped out with, but uh, he went very, very well. And uh, he's a very nice horse. I, I don't know if he's the, the pick of them or I might be way off track. He's not in the Blue Diamond, but he is in the Golden Slipper. Um, safe, uh, S-A-I-F he is, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, um, and with regard to Bel Toro, I just don't think Bel Toro is probably the right horse for a uh, Australian Guineas. I think he's a rung below that. He's a nice horse, uh, but Ayrton was the, Ayrton probably the most impressive horse over summer, beating pretty easily. Um, not that Ayrton's going to the Australian Guineas, but I still think he'd have to lift. There you go, Duff. One hundred and one dollars and twenty six dollars to place. Yeah, Safe. Have the, I'll have a look at that trial. I think. Um, yeah. What, what did you What did you like about it, Tim? When When um, we hear you, and this could be good for the punters out there listening that that aren't um, as in depth as as you and Duff. But what What is it about the horse um, from the vision that you liked? Okay, they ran inside standard time. I'm just getting the trial up now while I'm talking to you and. Okay. Uh, he trialled with Animo, who we rate very highly, Duff. Yep. And uh, Animo, uh, with the race smarts, went up and probably put a couple of lengths on him on the turn, but that was it. And then when he got in the straight line, he looks a big horse, and you know, strong. Uh, he just kept wanting to find the line and still looked a bit raw. Uh, Animo's beaten him two lengths, two and a half lengths maybe, but the, he put that all on the turn. And the thing about... Flemington, it's around that inside trial track. Some horses just don't get around there at all. And uh, I thought he, I thought he trialled uh, very well. Froston was in that trial who ran on Saturday at uh, behind Enterhar. But uh, yeah, I thought for a horse that looked a bit raw, I mean, it's he'd have to come on very quickly. He looks like a very nice horse. Yeah, I just watched it, uh, forty-eight thirty-six or whatever it was. But he, he looks, he does look a big, strong chestnut by Pride mm. of Dubai. Mm. Mm, okay, very interesting. All right, so uh, the one thing too for partners that aren't keen on playing futures, you'd think that whenever he does step out, wherever he goes, if he's trialling with you know horses that have won races, mind you, he's not probably not going to be flash odds, uh, but you think he'd be making that uh, winning debut possibly. He's a gelding too, so they've uh, they've gelded him early, so maybe because he's a big horse, I don't know. Yeah, I just wondered if he's probably on the. Uh, you know, they often kick uh, their good two-year-olds off. We saw it with Ole Kirk and All Too Hard in the uh, the Talon Dirt at Flemington, which is um, Saturday week, and then often the size produce uh, in Melbourne like Ole Kirk and All Too Hard. So I just wonder if he's that horse rather than a slipper horse. But uh, yeah, he's a nice horse. So they don't have too many slow horses, Team Hawks, do they? They must. If they, <laughs> don't show, if they don't shape up. They're out. That's for they're sure. They're out yeah. and gone. Yeah. 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 They, they had a nice filly, um, Jenga win last Tuesday at Warwick Farm. She looked as sharp as a tack and beautiful. Yeah. 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 So they've got a lot of nice horses. Yeah, they certainly do. And uh, uh, Tommy Berry even said last week. I mean, he is riding in wonderful form, Tommy. But he did say, look, you know, if if the Hawks stable is humming, then I'll hopefully be humming as well. And we said that with the Premiership, um, where he, he got another couple of winners on the weekend. Um, I think what that sets up for, though, Duff, and we mentioned it last week, is J-Max not a, uh, J-Mac's just going to get more hungry and hungry. And we've seen this in years gone by. Um, and, and Tommy even brought it up in the interview I had with him last week, where 
you know, he's remember when Nash came back, and I think was it was did he, did he overrun Avdala, or was that Huey with Avdala? Uh, there was it was an occasion where there was a, it was either Nash or Huey, and they were behind another particular jockey in the Premiership, and they just came back and were just winning. It was great for punters because you could yeah. walk into the tab and just say, "What's this bloke riding?" Yep, we'll be on, and they were winning it some at big prices. Incredible, you know, and. Uh, you know, McDonald's the king of the castle. That's proven over the last eighteen months or two years. But he's 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 still got a lot of killer instinct about him, uh, James McDonald, and he's a worker. Um, but and Tommy, we know how how hard Tommy works at it. He's a complete professional. It's a professional sport we're in. But mm. um, sometimes it's easy to get a little bit. Well, I won't say lazy, a little bit lackadaisical when you're right at the top, but he, he's always got his eye on the prize, McDonald. He, he, he's a hungry, you know, he's hungry. Yeah. We'll take another break. Uh, return shortly on Punters Postmortem. Coming up soon, we'll get the horses to follow from Ron Duffersey and Dean Lester. For the last word on what's happening with Saturday's Tab Markets for Sydney, tune in for Trading Places with Tab Senior Trader Tim Ryan. Lay or play, Tim has the latest. Trading Places, 11.15, Saturday morning, Racing HQ, Sky Sports Radio. Get ready to secure the very best that New Zealand has to offer. With a catalogue of the best yearlings available, buy from the best in the business at the NZB Standard Bread sales in Auckland and Christchurch. Contact NZB Standard Bread now to request a catalogue or view online at nzbstandardbread.co.nz. New Zealand Bloodstock, where winning begins. Sky Sports Radio's On The Pace is fresh in 2021. Join host Mick Guerin and Brittany Graham every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday and Sunday morning. Monday's showcase is now 30 minutes. Fred Hastings jumps in Friday to preview Tabcorp Park Menangle and all the weekend action. On The Pace, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday and Sunday mornings at 10.30. Fresh on Sky Sports Radio. Are you building or renovating in lightweight cladding? Talk to Wideline about Halo AquaShield. Halo is an innovative, integrated flashing system that forms a continuous seal around your windows and doors for improved moisture management, air infiltration and aesthetics. And it's easier and more cost-effective to install. Thank heavens for Halo. The wickedly clever flashing system designed specifically for lightweight construction. Visit the showroom or take a closer look online, wideline.com.au. You're listening to Sky Sports Radio and Punters Postmortem. Oh, we're starting something now, Dino. Um, already a few texts here, Dave. What were those two horses, Dean's, <laughs> backed in the slipper? Uh, was it safe and what else was it? Well, this is from James. Yes, it was. Uh, it was safe. And mind you, from the way you were speaking there, Dino, not, it's not like you've had the house on them. You've just sort oh, of had a little speck here and there, a big odds. Yeah, just yeah. a little speck. Uh, just, yeah. He might be uh, three hundred to one after his first start. Who knows? So, um, yeah. yeah, worth a little couple of bucks each way. So, safe is one of them. S A I F, and the other one is Zerastro. A couple of texts here, uh, Duff, on the and I, I mentioned this as well to Chris Roots during the week. What would be 
Godolphin's number one seed for these two-year-olds. Well, we had obviously a, a good winner there on the weekend, although it was a drifter, though. Um, the marketplace wasn't expecting um, that winner. But what about um, the horse that we saw in December at Ramwick and Mooney Valley? Uh, the one that starts with P, is it um, Paul Lealy? Yep. Um, they got got multiple two-year-olds they're trying to sort out at the moment, and I think you'll, yeah. learn, more, you'll learn more after the Blue Diamond um, series, I'd suggest. Um and it seems I, I thought they may have had their best horses down in Victoria at the moment. But I tell you what, no, I think deep down, even though he has the figures aren't out there, you know, I think they really like that horse that won on Saturday. Uh, Zuthus, or how, whatever we say it. But uh, yeah. I think they think he's got plenty more to come, that horse, just um, hearing a few whispers around town. Um, so I'm interested to see if he can take the next step and belie the figures there because I think he, he they, they think he's quite a good cult. Okay. Uh, Dino, uh, we saw Bossy. Uh, well, first off, two-pointer two here. Uh, we had a text about uh, the horse of the Bossy Road recently in Melbourne. I think it was Geelong. Um, the horse for Brent Stanley. Here, uh, to, here shock. to shock. Yep. Get your thoughts on here to shock. And secondly, obviously, that trial we saw of Sir Dragon A and Bossy coming out and Look, he's, he's, he's a very positive uh, fellow, as we know. He's big on the raps, but possibly his raps are justified when it comes to Sir Dragon, eh? Yeah, well, uh, he certainly, uh, what he's shown, uh, he had a trial at, uh, or a jump out at Caulfield. John McNeil rode him. He settled off the speed, but not far off the speed, over 800 in a very, very fast trial. And then the other day, over the longer trip, he bounded straight into the bit. So it, it sets up well for him to be a really good weight for age horse shorter than 2,000 metres of the Cox Plate, and he needs to be because he's aiming up first up at the All-Star Mile. Uh, so uh, that's uh, that's his aim, and he's going really well. And the horse you mentioned here, to shock, uh, he's getting a mention in a few minutes' time because he'll keep winning. Uh, he's uh, he's a really nice horse. He uh, put away a field very easily, and he's now won two out of three, and uh, I would think uh, he might uh, come to town in a half-decent race in the next few weeks. Is he the type of horse uh, here, uh, you know, is he a guineas horse? That was the second sort of part of the question on the text line. Um, I don't know. Uh, I still think there'd be a little bit... Uh, we had one earlier about Beltoro. I'd like him at, ahead of Beltoro, but whether he would quite get to the guineas standard. But uh, there's certainly a nice race in him, um, no doubt. He, he's got good tactical speed and uh, and he then can quicken off that speed. Yep, okay. Um what did you make of Almahaha? Uh, Duff looked on paper. Don't we find that all these all the, all the time these these things that just look absolute morals on paper, it never seems to work out. Now one of the bookies drive very expensive cars. Yeah, that's why they they called horse races, Dave. So yeah. look, I I just think he's come to the the end of a um, of his preparation. Maybe the track was a little bit wet for him. Uh, but maybe the leader got too easy a run. You know, you could you could try and find a few excuses for him, but. I think maybe, you know, he's had a few tough runs now. He's running all those, you know, the Gong and the Goulburn Cup and the Villiers. And and last start, uh, he he plotted home well there. He he did look a a grade and certainty on Saturday. But I just, it's it's a classic case of he's just come to the end of the preparation. All right. Um, That was with Albahaha. Just going through these text messages as well. uh, Dino, uh, wanting to know your thoughts on the... um on the Lightning, the Black Caviar Lightning uh, with pre-noms. Uh, are you Team Bivouac or Team Nature Strip? Uh, probably mm, Team Bivouac. 
just. Mm. But uh, interesting riding engagement with Nature Strip, yeah. Jamie Carr. Um, and uh, I think uh, that that adds another layer to the race, but uh, probably Team Bivouac. Okay, that, that's, out, that's outstanding for Jamie, though, isn't it? It is, and recognition, because, I mean, it's not as though she's done uh, a regular um, riding stint for Chris Waller. This is totally out of the blue. I I can barely recall her having had a ride for Chris. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden she's riding the, the, the pin-up horse in a Group 1 race. So just shows that she how sought after she is, uh, and with good reason. Her riding, uh, her riding does the talking. Millennium uh, this weekend in uh, Sydney uh, Duff a Profiteer look 190 this is the prenoms mark we'll have a, a final field out later in the week in the next couple of days uh, but he's obviously going to be one of your main focuses I'd say so yeah he's got the score on the board he's got a, he's settled in Sydney and timing looks right he's going to be um, he's going to be favourite what price I don't know uh, but let's see how that field shapes up the barrier draw the map and where he fits in but uh, he, he's looking um, hard to beat at this stage. And just before we get your horses to follow, um, a comment maybe more so from you, Dino, about uh, Behemoth, because he was very good at Moorville. Didn't beat anything, but it was the manner in which he did it. Yeah, he's what he's developed as he's got older, he's got an ability to race closer in a field. It's going to help him a lot. Uh, he's on an all-star mile path as well. His next run's a futurity. He's just got a thing, 1,400 Caulfield, uh, Memsey Stakes, Rupert Clark Stakes in the spring, so it's his track and distance. So the Futurity is going to be a really good race for him and then, uh, then on to the All-Star Mile, and uh, yeah, he's going really well. Uh, I mean, his only you know, really poor run in the last 12 months was the, uh, the Everest, and, and he probably ended up you know, being too close to that very, very fast speed. Let's... How, do you think this, how do you think this All-Stakes will shape up Saturday? Uh, probably a little bit light. Um, I without looking at the you know the noms are out in two hours. I, yeah. I think uh, Crosshaven, the three-year-old, it sets up really well for him to maybe strike a blow first up and win. You know, go straight to the front or you know handy. And a three-year-old around Caulfield, he's won a Guineas Prelude there. He ran third in a Guineas. Won a Carbine Club. He's got a really good sort of profile to to win a race like that. The one I'm interested to see how he goes is Fifty Stars. I think he's absolutely flying. And when you look at the market for the Australian Cup, uh, he's, um, I think, about fourth or fifth favourite. But when you look at, then you drill down, uh, Acadia Queen going all-star mile, Sir Dragon A all-star mile, very elegant, don't know where she's going. 50 stars at $10. That's that's, uh, a very good price, I think. So I'm looking forward to him on Saturday. Ole Kirk was scratched from Saturday on a wet track. I don't know whether they'd want to start him at 1,400 back to Melbourne, though, but... I suppose it's an option. Hmm. I suppose it would be, yeah. There's that possibility, but uh, you'd think, you know, sort of, he'd be. uh, I I thought he'd be sort of locked into a Sydney program, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Just on on that, it's probably not the question to ask at nine fifty seven. But does that concern you, fellas? We we we, we're sort of starting our peak um, in both states, and probably for that fact all around the country that we're just a bit light on. With noms in these big races, considering you know the money that's on offer, or is, or is it just a byproduct of COVID and that everyone, um, you know, half missed themselves last year as we all did, thinking, well, we've got to have our horses in work, we've got to have our horses racing because we mightn't be be racing. I think, I think it's a, early. Yeah, yeah, it's early, and yeah. uh, I think the you know I can only speak for Melbourne here, but we've had too many sprint races over summer where we've you know they've virtually been the same race nearly every Saturday, so. 
I think we've got to consolidate or change the program over summer and then it leads into maybe a better, you know, looking or stakes. And, uh, but in general, the, the higher class horses, I don't know if it's the rating system doesn't allow them to get right through the system, you know, because they can go back and still win big money, you know, only two or three runs down the track if they drop a grade. So it's, uh, yeah, it's it's a bit of a conundrum, I think. Mm. Yeah, well, we got these Friday night meetings with similar yeah. benchmark racings of the Saturday, and with the, you know, the rules around at the moment, trainers can accept in three or four yeah. races if they want, and they're waiting to the last minute to, you know, it's a Mexican standoff. So, and we're we're programming, you know, the same sort of races of a Saturday. You know, you'll see a benchmark seventy-two, um, and over 1400 say and you'll get a benchmark 72 1500 you know like it's it's a bit dull isn't it in that it's very dull Mm. and even saturday like i say we got this two million dollar i know it's for english horses we got two million up we got another two-year-old race there um the the lawn road plate so how does that affect that and then we got we got a three-year-old english sprint worth a million dollars and then we got a we got the Eskimo Prince for three-year-olds, <laughs> and have twelve hundred meters as well. So, yeah, do you want black type or money? Yeah, sort yeah, of thing, yeah. It's 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 a bit, you know, it's a all bit right. all over the place. All right, I reckon we could uh, we could have our own show on that uh, discussion and plenty others, uh, boys. We'll see you next week. We'll have Munns back as well. Looking forward to hearing some of the stories of Glenn Munsey on his holiday. I could only imagine, couldn't you guys? Mm. Yes, horses to follow, Dave. Yes, horses to follow, please, Dean. Uh, here to shock, we mentioned from that Geelong meeting, he'll keep winning. The next day, they had a set of trials at Geelong. We spoke of Sir Dragon A, but uh, a Mick Price, Michael Kent Jr., Philly Pinkham. Uh, she'll step out Saturday in the Kevin Hayes Stakes. She'll be awfully hard to beat. She's very good. Only had one start for a win. And out of Saturday, not a lot to follow out of Saturday, but a stayer called Smoke and Piero ran quite well. Only for a lesser grade, probably midweek, but Smoke and Piero can win pretty soon. Perfect. And yeah. uh, Duff? Yeah, mine's obvious. Great House will continue to be placed well and should, you know, charge through the staying uh, benchmark system. And there's one from Canberra that won a maiden, um, you know, oh. just for, for going through the... Uh, I think Matty Dale's got a, a, a filly called Molly Nails that won last week. Just impressed me. and She's by Tavistock and you know, maybe something like the, the Canberra Guineas Prelude or something like that on her way through... And like I say, she only won a maiden, and she was beat at Dubbo at her first start. But, it, gee, I like what I saw from her on um, last week. Perfect. Boys, thanks so much for being on the program today. We'll uh, we'll talk next week. See you, guys. Mm. All right. Dean Lester and Ron Duffer. See, that podcast will be up as well very, very soon via Spotify and also Apple iTunes. It's right on 10 o'clock. We've got our previews for two New South Wales meetings today. We're racing at Newcastle, and we're also racing at Dubbo. And they're up next.